Hey guys, welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm Bo Nellis, and I'm not feeling it this week. I am not feeling it this week. So I busted out a banged episode. This was recorded, if you're listening to this in the future, this was recorded the week that uh, Donald Trump was elected president. And I need a break. I need a break from researching and thinking and all that good stuff. But I did have a banked episode, so I've got something for you. It was recorded earlier this year, and I don't know what the fuck I was smoking, but I was like, I'll sound different. I don't know. But anywho's, I'm going to play that for you guys, and then I'll meet you in the safety, and we'll talk about the 2016 election. Here you go. Hey, everybody. We're going to talk about what to expect when you get high. So I want to specify that this is for the feelings and and kind of mental state that you can expect, along with some of the physical and physiological experiences. Uh, if you're looking for suggestions on how to get high, then you should see some of my earlier episodes where I talk about different methods you can use and how to utilize them the best way and what to expect when you do. Um, But if you are looking to smoke or vape or eat or use tinctures, then this is going to be helpful for you and what you can expect to expect. Now, I want to say that I'm not a doctor, uh, but I do want to give a precaution. If you are someone who experiences low blood pressure, cannabis can be a concern for you and uh, you may not want to partake. It may make you pass out, uh, specifically THC and maybe even the CBD in its active form. That is not its acidic form, and there are other options that you can use to add cannabis into your routine that aren't psychoactive and aren't going to be as effective towards your particular uh, issues. Uh, So yeah, you definitely want to talk to a physician before you actually start to use it. Oh, topicals can also be a good option for you. Uh, But again, things that aren't going to really get you high and cause you to faint because we don't want you to pass out, Uh, you know, and it's not worth it. It's not worth it. We're not doing elevator hits. Nobody's trying to deprive other people of oxygen and and make people pass out to have fun times. We're not teenagers. Uh, Maybe some of us are, but we're not dumb and we're not going to do that. Uh, So another thing that I want to uh, give a little precautionary warning about is don't smoke or eat edibles if you're drinking, especially after you've started drinking. You'll get the spins, you'll get sick, you won't be able to move, you want to make it all stop, you're going to be miserable. And we're going to explain a little bit about why that might be, why those things happen to you. But I can absolutely promise you, medicating or recreating with cannabis with drinking is not a good idea. That is very, as Dan Savage puts it, varsity level play. All right. Okay. I also want to say that uh, I did a lot of internet research and there are some brilliant articles about what to expect 
the, the user experience. And I will have links to those on the blog uh, under this podcast specifically. Uh, so do find it at the spliffpodcast.com slash podcast. Okay, let's get to it. Now, your experience is going to vary depending on the modality of medicating or recreating that you're using. Uh, Smoking will be different than vaporizing is going to be different than edibles is going to be slightly different than transdermal patches and things like that that some people do get high from. Not everybody. Most people, I would say not. But some people have a very physiological response. Uh, I will say that experiences transcend the category of indica, sativa, and hybrid, and really becomes more about your personal experience. Now, there are some things that you absolutely will experience with cannabis, like an increased personal awareness. That is something you can be sure about, an increased personal awareness Now, if you are not the kind of person who spends a lot of time with yourself, or if you're not the kind of person who really likes to push your mental boundaries, this can be a very uncomfortable experience for you. And I think a lot of people get wrapped up in it, get caught up in it. They don't like the loss of control, and they don't like where they're going with the experience. And being very open to where this first journey can take you is absolutely imperative. I cannot state how imperative, and by imperative, I mean absolutely necessary it is that you be open to a very different experience than being sober, okay? That being said, There are some things that you can absolutely guarantee won't happen, such as death. You're not going to die. You're absolutely, you are are not going to be the first person in over 6,000 years of history. I think some 5,000 of which has been written. Uh, I have to double check that though. Uh, That's my good instinct though. I'm going to go with my instinct. And and you're not going to be the first person to die. That's just not going to happen. As long as you are open to where this experience is going to take you and don't do anything stupid because you think that you have lost control over your mental state and give in to the power of suggestion and think that you're in fucking wonderland, all right? You do that. When people freak out on cannabis, it's there's never been proven that it creates a psychotic break. People who may be prone to schizophrenia uh, and, and other kind of mental, mental states, uh, multiple personality disorder, things like that, they're dealing with those issues already and cannabis could help potentially, depending on the strain that they are using, exacerbate that, but it doesn't have to. And with an educated hand and application, You can actually bring somebody back from that agitated state. So that's one of the things that we're going to talk about too. So don't be afraid of this. You're not going to die. Your heart rate might jump up a bit. That is totally normal. 
Some people actually experience, again, with the lower blood pressure, uh, a hypotension where their, uh, their, their blood pressure actually drops significantly. So it could jump up a little bit and then it could very much relax into a, a slower, more comfortable pace and pressure than usual. That's going to be unique to a lot of those things that I talked about before that are going to be variables. Now, uh, if you've listened to some of the earlier episodes, you know that my best advice is to also go slowly, go very, very slowly. If you are adverse to side effects, if you are, are not a fan of any of the contraindications, as it were, of medicating with cannabis, such as munchies, anxiety, uh, an overwhelming sense of large hands, and uh, your heart rate, then, then you really want to attack it very, very slowly. And it is proven that you can get very therapeutic levels of cannabinoids without experiencing psychoactivity. So if you are going to be medicating for things like chronic pain, then not using it to the point of getting high. If you're someone who needs to take five or six puffs in order to get a pretty good buzz on, and that's a pretty normal thing for a lot of people, But being high isn't necessarily something that you can do in order to go to work that day and work through the pain and you're kind of struggling. Don't get high. Take two puffs and go to your job and see how much more productive you can really be because you still have those cannabinoids floating around in you. You're just not going to be overwhelmed by the the direction uh, of having too many cannabinoids, uh, along with all those hormone shifts that the terpenes are doing. And then God only knows what's going on with the, the flavonoids or the flavonoids or whatever they're called, uh, or however they're said, I should say. So using less can mean more for medicinal use. If you're going for a little bit more than medicinal use, if you actually want that Scooby-Doo experience, be prepared for some side effects. Be prepared for a mental change. Be prepared for munchies. Be prepared for maybe not quite the experience you were expecting. Uh, if you wanted to be like, yeah, I think it'd be really great to paint right now. And then you medicate and you're like, I just want to take a nap. That's all I want to do. Be open to a nap. At least you put some time aside in order to do you. All right. So uh, that's another thing that a lot of people will experience is an overwhelming desire to sleep. Now, this goes for both THC and CBD. It goes for indica and sativa and hybrid, and it can go across tolerances. You can be a daily smoker, and sometimes you just hit a point where you're like, I'm not even stoned. I just need to sleep. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I guess I smoke too much. I'm just so fucking tired right now. Especially if you're a woman and you're hormonal and you're cycling. That's one of the hardest times for me. But I know that I'm going to get tired no matter what anyway. But when I add those cannabinoids in, 
I'm, I'm engaging that endocannabinoid system from the outside and I'm manipulating it in some ways. And that's going to push my physiological responses. Since the endocannabinoid system is responsible for a lot of healing functions, then sleep is a very natural response to that. Uh, I know I keep saying it over and over if you're a regular listener, but repetition is key to learning and uh, and I'm not going to stop. It's, it's such an amazing fact, the endocannabinoid system. Uh, medicine, it is such a, an incredible medicine. And so as such, a lot of users feel a sense of well-being, of peacefulness, of anxiety reduction. Um, and, and that goes, again, for all of the different flavors and ratios that can present themselves in cannabis. So CBD is going to be on one end, the most sense of well-being and peacefulness. The more CBD you have with the less THC, though a little bit of THC is going to be key, can really help bring a sense of well-being. It can also do a lot for neurological pain. So uh, some people find that when they smoke, they may not get a whole lot of head change, but they actually get really energized. And uh, and it isn't like a body tingling. They just feel, they feel younger. They feel ready to go do stuff. And that goes back to being a medicinal dosage that actually really employs that endocannabinoid system to make your body feel good. And uh, if you are one of those people who can't get high in order to get medicinal benefits of cannabis using things like THCA, which is a non-psychoactive substance and which I don't know of any studies that show have adverse effects uh, with blood pressure, that's one way to be able to incorporate it in. Juicing is another, again, those acidic forms. And uh, all of that can bring a sense of youthfulness and well-being to you. Though when you're working with THC, you really get an expansion on those terpenes and terpenoid groups. So that's going to play a really big part of your overall experience. On the other side, and that's where uh, that's going to be the other end of that spectrum where just CBD and just a li- mostly CBD and a little THC is a really calm sense of well-being, like you've just meditated for a little while. And a lot of people don't want that. They don't need it. It doesn't do anything for them. Uh, other people, especially people who maybe are dealing with uh, certain mental conditions, find a really great sense of relaxation Uh, back into that. But CBD alone may not be strong enough of a mental change. It may not last long enough. It may help regulate the the nervous system, which is one of the things that CBD does, which is promoting that sense of well-being. But they're really stimulated. Maybe they're going into a manic episode and having an indica and a THC to magnify that indica terpene group uh, or terpene profile is really going to help regulate their nervous system even further 
and, and whatever other hormonal shift needs to happen in their body. It, it's not going to cure them of uh, whatever's going on with them, but it can really help them deal with it and maybe stick to their medicine or find the willpower to continue uh, to, to, to fight whatever they may need to fight. Um, if that's something that they're, they're doing with uh, their treatment, it can just help them stick to their treatment because it gives them a sense of balance. A lot of people are going to find that. So don't be afraid that it's going to blow your mind. It could actually really help bring a sense of balance to it. If you're worried that you're going to over-medicate, having CBD on hand can counterbalance the effects of THC. Sometimes it's just enough to level it out where you would be getting really anxious. Now you're just aware of the fact that you're stoned, or maybe a little high, and we could just breathe a little bit more. You're just going to ride this roller coaster through. Other people, they smoke CBD and they're like, I'm not stoned at all anymore. I don't feel anything. And if it's your first time trying CBD and you don't feel anything, it just might not be one of those things for you. But if you're going to over-medicate on THC, having CBD on hand, whether it's smoking, vaping, or edibles, which will take longer, but that's another story, can counterbalance the effects of over-medicating. But the best thing to counterbalance the effect of over-medicating is keeping a fucking head on your shoulders and remembering that you have ingested a non-toxic drug. It's still a drug in a lot of senses that we want to define the word drug, and it is going to push your boundaries in some ways. So if you find yourself being pushed, just remember you are in control. You're riding this through. Sometimes exercising can help. Um, I know, oh, masturbating is is a way to get that blood pumping through. If, you know, you're just lying in bed in the fetal position and you're like, eh, super uncomfortable. Maybe your jaw is clenching. Certain sativas can really get me going. Another thing I think is CBN. I can't be sure if it's a large presence of CBN or if it's a large presence of THC, because when I've experienced these things, they're not tested edibles. They're just uh, more homemade edible styles. And um, I've over-medicated to the point where my, my muscles are actually tightening. And people, especially who suffer from neurological pain, may experience this significantly if they have the wrong strain, um, usually a sativa strain. Not always because of the ratio play that you can get, but more often than not, the wrong THC-rich strain can really aggravate some people's pain. So again, having CBD on hand can really counterbalance that should you find yourself there. Also, you know, having THC on hand, if you got CBD and you're like, this isn't getting me anywhere, throwing some THC on top of that can really get you to just the right spot. I oftentimes prefer to smoke CBD prior to smoking THC 
to really just mellow out the entire experience from the get-go. Uh, so, okay. Uh, have I answered some questions for you? I hope so. Remember, we're going inside. So a lot of this experience is going to depend on you. You can smoke an indica and it can slow down your thought process. But, and, and I will say that sometimes if you get the wrong strain, it can really direct you into not a pleasant experience. And, you know, the wrong strain being too potent a strain or having the wrong terpene profile for you. I know a lot of indicas give me headaches because they just depress my brain muscles or something. I don't know, but they just really bring me down and I can literally start to feel the headache form from the inside. And I just have to smoke some sativa and get that, that energy back into my head and, and up through my chakras or whatever. And, and it's, it's a tangible difference from the inside, you know, a quantifiable difference on the pain scale. Now, what it is about having the wrong strain that causes my headache, I'm not sure. Um, but if you get a headache, it could be one of two things. It could be the wrong strain or it could be a, a, an improperly grown and flushed strain. So it could be a plant that isn't of great quality. And you're going to have to kind of know the difference between those two based on the place in which you purchased it. So if you have to get it on the black market and you got it from your granddaughter's boyfriend's hookup, it may not be the best quality or it may be too good a quality. It could go either way. <clears throat> If you got it from a dispensary, that seems pretty reputable. It's tested material. They were able to talk you through what your needs were and match you to a better strain. You can usually be sure you're going to have a more targeted experience, but not always. Uh, you know, the con game is 90% how you say it. And uh, and and if you're with a novice, it's, it's 100% how you say it because they're not going to know the fucking difference. And, and you get a good salesperson, and next thing you know, you've got the wrong stuff, and you're sitting there feeling uncomfortable. Uh, you have to, uh, to go in and figure out what makes you uncomfortable. Is it a headache? Um, it helps to have the opposite stuff. Like I said, I like to smoke sativa then if I've smoked some indica and it didn't go well with me. But I've smoked sativas that also gave me a headache. And so I just have to smoke something else and hope that it helps the headache go away. Sometimes you smoke so much, it goes the opposite way. It gets your mind racing uh, and your thoughts go to places that don't make sense or are uncomfortable. And a lot of that, it goes back to that self-awareness. Uh, you know, definitely your mental state sometimes can be a very spiritual experience and you start seeing things that you don't want to see, but like a dream, your brain is, is desperately trying to send you messages about. And, uh, and sometimes you can't keep thoughts together at all. It definitely plays with your memory retention. Uh, I, I know I've had experiences where I couldn't 
I couldn't focus on making memories outside of myself, but I could have, I had perfect memory retention of my thoughts. So there is definitely an effect on memory play that you might experience, but it's been kind of blown out of proportion about how it's actually detrimental. It's not detrimental. It's just a shifted perspective uh, that I think dominates your neural pathways uh, creating memories in new places and not necessarily in the places you're trying for. So, but you know, I never, I never lost control. I was able to say, well, if I can't remember this, then I'll record it. And, uh, and I tried to do that. Um, so I didn't experience an entire loss of control, but you may experience a little loss of control. That's part of pushing your boundaries. You may feel disembodied from, from yourself. Uh, you may feel like a floating head. You may feel like you can only feel your hands and not the rest of your body. You may get tinglys. Uh, sometimes that can be because of healing and sometimes that can be aggravated nervous system uh, being irritated. Uh, CBD can calm that a lot of times. You will more than likely experience dry mouth and dry eyes. Not everyone gets red eyes, but some get very, very red in their eyes and almost immediately. I have to be very high on edibles or taking an extreme number of dabs in order to start to get really red eyes. I've been very fortunate in that respect. Yes. Um, but some of that's going to be from the heat of smoking. Most of it is going to be based on, on the terpenes that are included with your, your method of, of, uh, medicating and the strain base that is being used. So sativas personally tend to dry out my mucous membranes much more than indicas do. So there's, there's some, I think it's the limonene that really knocks out my, my mucous membranes because Jack hair is one of those strains that goes straight to my eyes. And I've, I believe I've seen several terpene profiles that have a significant percentage of limonene included in it. And it might be the limonene, uh, beta carophylline mix. I think that's another significant terpene balance in there. But uh, every single fucking time, straight to the dome. Uh, So you'll probably experience some of that. I would suggest saline eye drops. Don't get the Visine eye drops. They they can really hurt your eyes in the long run. So uh, blame it on allergies and get yourself some really comfortable, refreshing eye drops. I think Refresh is the brand that I use. And I love them. Uh, I'm very happy with that brand. Uh, if you're not used to smoking or vaping, you can also just have dryness in the entire uh, nasal area, your, your, your throat and your nose. So having a nose spray, having a humidifier, uh, having some tea, uh, ginger's my favorite for the throat, is really helpful and is a good way to prepare for some of those things. You might not feel like moving 
you uh, it could go back to some of the the disembodiment. And for some people, getting that disembodied feeling is exceptionally helpful. They want to feel disconnected from their body for a while because their body's in pain. You know, and it's about letting adults be adults and, and choose that pathway for them. Uh, oh, oh, back to smoking. You can experience, you can expect a, a little coughing, probably. Um, let's see. Oh, you know, if you're especially sensitive to it, or if you're doing some of the concentrates, um, uh, you can, you can notice that your body will, your, your high comes in waves. Uh, your body's metabolizing the cannabinoids over and over. Now, personally, I experience about three or four cycles of metabolism with the last cycle always being the most powerful. And sometimes even when I'm smoking, a little while later, it'll hit me really, really hard. And I mean, like an hour after my last stab, it'll and I'll be standing up and it'll almost be like vertigo. And, uh, and it can be very powerful. And the the potency of that feeling depends on just how many cannabinoids are rushing through my body at that moment. I don't know the specific metabolite that is uh, responsible for it, but that's an area that I'm trying to find more about. Part of that uh, experience could be the metabolization. It could also be from dehydration. So make sure that you stay hydrated throughout this experience. Um, but I think a lot of it does go back to a little bit of vertigoiness in that it's affecting my inner ear. Um, if you're familiar with yoga at all, or just uh, doing pirouettes and trying to uh, to keep your eyes together or roller coasters, whether you're for them or against them because of the way they make you feel, the way that your inner ear plays into it, it's usually very active. And in my personal experience, uh, like I know I can't be on roller coasters the way I could as a kid because things have changed. When I had a baby, my inner ear changed from some of the pushing. Um, sinuses affected as well. My sinuses have gotten significantly worse. And so riding a roller coaster is a lot harder for me than it used to be. And uh, when I'm doing yoga, balance poses in certain forms are usually not super hard for me. Uh, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm by no means a master, but for my level, the balance poses are more easy than, say, I don't know, uh, some of the, the stretches or some of the power poses. Like, I can, uh, well, I should say standing balance poses because, like, a headstand or a handstand is not my thing at all. That's a power pose to me. But, okay, so I guess I should say my power is in my legs mostly. But I can get into a pose, whatever the fuck it is, and... I can have really great uh, stature and I will be able to smile and I'll be able to breathe. And then the instructor will say, and relax your inner ear. And I relax my inner ear and then I fucking fall because I got dizzy because my inner ear is still working really, really hard. And one of the things that may happen is your inner ear every now and then relaxes. Um, 
that's one thing that I've kind of written it off as. Another another reason would be that I've gone through my last cycle of metabolites for uh, that last session, and uh, I'm just going to go grab a glass of water and some fresh air. Uh, but it's totally normal and natural, and if you do experience it, I would suggest lowering your dosage and remembering that it's going to come back around to you and get more potent as it does. Now, when you medicate or recreate with cannabis, most of it flushes out of your system or it gets stored in the fat. So it's either going to go through the urine, which is how they drug test, or it's actually going to get put into your fat reserves. And so when you tap into your fat reserves or your body taps into your fat reserves, you can actually flood your system with metabolites once again. And that can give you some of those feelings when you aren't expecting it. So I'm telling you right now, expect it. If you're going to get high and then you're going to go train uh, a few days later, you might feel a little something you know, 20, 30, 45 minutes into your workout, depending on your personal metabolism. And the way that your body does things plays into a lot of these factors. Remember, everybody's going to be a little different, but statistically, we're going to have a really enjoyable time. I know plenty of people who were never smokers, but with access and education and so many people finding relief, They looked into it. They wanted to try it. They started out with, oh, I just need a puff. Like, I can't believe people do this all day long and then function. This isn't crazy. I just, I can't even talk right now. (sighs) Did I make, was I talking? And, and then the next thing, you know, you see them like a month later and they're like, oh my fucking God, I can't believe that I am smoking so much weed right now, but this is amazing shit and you're going to love it. Let's go smoke this bowl. And it's like, they've been a stoner for the last three years in comparison to the, the way that they started. That's really, really normal. Uh, some people have a hard time getting high the first few times, not because it's CBD, but because they don't have the receptor sites built up. So sometimes you really need to, to let your body know that this is going on and these are going to be around and, you know, to, to start, uh, and to start building some doorways, uh, for all these keys you got jangling in your pocket, And you'll get that analogy if you listen to the endocannabinoid system podcast. Okay, let's see what else will happen. Ah, the munchies. The munchies will happen. CBD makes it much less likely. But again, if you're the kind of person who doesn't really feel anything with CBD, and if you want that Scooby-Doo experience, you're probably going to have the munchies. The munchies are one of the more interesting aspects and side effects uh, for me. I know that for most people, they're they're pretty much only good for those who have wasting issues. That is where you don't eat enough uh, and, and your body is using its resources and killing you slowly, uh, whether from disease or uh, drugs or things like that. But to me, it's one of the most unusual and and has such incredible untapped potential 
to to address so many other things. And I think that one of the reasons might be, again, that healing uh, issue with the endocannabinoid system, uh, where if you're healing, your body thinks it needs fuel. You need fuel to, to keep doing this work. And so it turns off something or it turns on something else. But by studying the munchies, I really think that we can create cures that can help, if not cures, but but management tools uh, for people who are, are plagued with issues like this. Um, the munchies are like a symptom of a disease called, and I hope I say this right, Prader-Willi syndrome. Uh, it might be Prader-Willi syndrome. I'm not sure there's a dash in there. Uh, I have a friend who's... Uh, whose whose son has this uh, this disorder, and I believe it's genetic. And one of the side effects or symptoms, I'm not sure exactly how to say this, is that they don't feel full. They don't feel full at all, if ever. And uh, a lot of families that uh, are dealing with with this have to lock all of their food up in the cabinets in the refrigerator. Um, because these people don't stop eating. And the munchies mimic that significantly, if not exactly. If we can understand what creates the munchies and why, we might be able to figure out how to reverse it and, uh, and, and, and bring a lot of relief to a lot of very overworked people and some very desperate patients uh, who, who just don't know any better. Uh, that's one of my hopes for munchies. Uh, it doesn't really help you right now. Um, if you want to try and stave off some of the munchies, having some really good meals beforehand, some, you know, some good grain in there. You don't want a whole lot of just fast food and, and empty calories. You want some really good vegetables and, 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 uh, some healthy oils, you know, eat some avocado and stuff like that and cross your fingers. And when that doesn't work, or if that doesn't work, have healthy snacks. That's the best thing that I can suggest is to just prepare for it, have something that you can go to and not feel like an asshole about eating all of it. it, it that, that's the best that I got. So munchies. The fucking happen. All right. Some strains they happen with more than others. Personally, anything with a berry, especially a creamy berry flavor to it, I am going to get the munchies for. Blue Dream is one of the worst culprits that I get munchies for, or, or that I get munchies with. Uh, blueberry strains, indica strains, uh, are really bad for me with the munchies. Uh, some ones that aren't quite as bad, uh, sour diesel isn't super bad. CBD, I don't have munchies with, uh, but they won't always stop my munchies either. So I got to say that, you know, when it comes to munchies, I just try to have healthy stuff around I can shove my face with. Uh, yeah, stuff my face with, stuff it with delicious almonds and, uh, uh, just try to not think about Jack in the Box. Don't watch TV. That's a terrible thing. Don't watch commercials 
That'll really aggravate your munchies. I think even worse than anything else than going, just looking in your refrigerator, you'll probably open it up and think about it and not want anything. But if you turn on that TV and start looking at food commercials being blasted at you every 12 minutes, if you're lucky to get that long in between, you're going to crack. So careful. Uh, let's see here. You know, some people, uh, report things like hallucinations. Uh, those can definitely be caused by dry eyes and altered perceptions. Uh, just not being in a comfortable state. Actual, like, hallucination hallucinations are very less likely. You can hear sounds much more vibrantly. Colors will seem much more vibrant. Again, it's this heightened awareness within yourself and this different neurological pathway that you're taking that's making you see things in a very different perspective. Um, But that doesn't really quite a hallucination in the very literal sense of uh, seeing things that aren't really there. You're just seeing things that are there in a very different way. Now, if you turn your head quickly and you haven't blinked for a few minutes because you've been focused on one train of thought and blinking is connected to our thought processes. So if you're super focused and haven't been blinking, your eyes are going to dry out on top of potentially having smoked a strain that is going to also dry your eyes out. So if you see some a little bit of light out of the corner of your eye and you don't quite fully understand it, you might think it's a hallucination or that uh, your eyes are playing tricks on you, that your mind is playing tricks on you. But these aren't dangerous hallucinations. Um, If you are legitimately seeing things that aren't there, then I suggest that you call a crisis team and get some help um, because you might be having a psychotic break. I'm still not going to blame it on the cannabis, though. Um... Oh, right. And another classic, the paranoia. So paranoia may be a side effect of most sativas, but paranoia is mostly a side effect of that heightened awareness and prohibition. When you're really worried about being busted with uh, having cannabis, and then you increase your self-awareness by 25%, you are really, really worried about being busted. And you go into that whole ego experience of thinking everybody's thinking about you and nobody gives a flying fuck about what you're doing in that moment as long as you keep it cool and don't start thinking that people are thinking about you and therefore you have to talk to them out of this or about why. And they're like, I don't, I was just going over my grocery. What the, who is this crazy person? Uh, so paranoia can be based on the strain and it can be brought on by smoking cannabis, but it's generally fairly mild and more ego driven than anything else. And if you are in a legal state I can guarantee you, once you're comfortable with that fact, paranoia almost completely goes away. At least any debilitating paranoia goes completely away. Social paranoia is, again, a reflection of your inner social paranoia sometimes. Or uh, if you're normally a, a pretty social person, it might have 
or be a reflection of some other states within you. Maybe uh, you've got some other things going on that are affecting it. But generally, you just take a deep breath and be like, I forgot. I'm fucking high. And just be your beautiful self. Just take a deep breath and be comfortable being you. All right? Now, how long are you going to feel high? Well, that can range from a couple hours to several hours to even lingering effects of a few days for some people. Again, based on our own metabolism and the fact that because it can be stored in our fat and then reutilized by our body, depending on how efficient that system is for some people, they might feel very stoned for just a few days. Not very stoned. I should not say very stoned. They may feel the cannabinoids continuously pop up in their system over a few days time. Um, the peak of it will be over after a few hours for sure, for sure. Um, but again, the drug is going to metabolize through. So just, uh, just kind of check in with yourself if you can, if you have that awareness, you might be really busy thinking about the amazingness of broccoli throughout your uh, life timeline and, uh, and the profound effect that it's had on your dietary habits as an adult. I don't know what you're doing when you're high. You know what you're doing when you're high and, and you stay with it. Um, but, oh shit, I forgot what I was saying. I guess maybe I got high. <laughs> maybe I just hit a new metabolism cycle going through from the bong load that I started at the top of this podcast. I think that'd be really groovy to figure out what my metabolism is, but I would have to stop smoking in order to track all of those. And I'm not going to do that. So... But pay attention to yours, all right? Especially if you really want some control and you want to know what your your dosing is if you're medicating for it. You really want to make sure that you don't medicate again before that last cycle of the drug is going through your system because then you could really over-medicate for that second experience. And if you do, hopefully you have some CBD. And if you don't, um, maybe get some exercise, maybe uh, meditate, uh, maybe you're going to uh, just drink some water, take a shower, use some CBD. All that's going to depend on your personal experience at that time and the resources that are available to you. What you're not going to do is freak out. That's not going to happen. You're going to be super cool. You're going to have a really great time. I absolutely believe it. And I just want you to know that these are just some of the things that you'll experience. Uh, these can and will change with regular and continued use. Your particular experience is going to change. And that these are experiences directed at the use of THC primarily and a little bit of CBD uh, utilizing the entourage effect of the whole cannabis plant when you uh, are smoking, vaping, or eating medicine that is made from its flower parts. Those resinous, delicious, fragrant flower parts. I love it. All right, guys. So I hope, yeah, okay, so that's it. Uh, what to expect when you get high? 
And now let's safety. So here we are. Uh, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I can't claim to know the entire demographic of my audience, but certain people that have reached out to me have been anti-Trump, to say the least. And I know that I've mentioned that I was definitely pro-Bernie in this election cycle, which I totally am. And here we are with President-elect Trump, which we thought wasn't the most likely possibility. But then again, did we really think we were going to elect our first black president and our first female president back to back when they're both Democrats and we just had eight years of one? Historically, that's really unlikely. Not unprecedented, but unlikely. And the only one I could think of is Reagan, Bush. So, yeah. So, I don't know about you, but I've got some headaches going on lately. I mean, I would have some headaches if I didn't have this incredible holy headband that I've been smoking on. So let me pack a bong load of that and we'll commiserate. I know that Mark had asked me what was going to happen if Trump did get elected and George Christie was attorney general. And... I said in the unlikely event that Donald Trump was elected, uh, it would be hard to get Christie appointed. And I think that we are finding as Trump is gathering his cabinet that he's not having the easiest time of it. Um, but, you know, the future will, will only tell. And I said that in the worst case scenario that Christie does become attorney general, we need to stick to doing what we're doing and put our trust in organizations like ASA that are out there fighting for medical rights because medical is the key to making sure that cannabis gets legalized, despite the tax revenue or anything else. When it comes to the base moral argument, medical cannabis is always going to win. And I think we talked a little bit about why that is when I mentioned the endocannabinoid system. Oh, and I wanted to say too that if you're still listening because you are wanting to know what to expect when you get high, don't forget to stay hydrated. Uh, that I also recorded a Munchies episode but that aired before I aired this one. Feel free to go back and learn more about the Munchies. But I was really excited to finally get some of the information that I had previously recorded out there. So it's hard to remember sometimes what I've done and what I haven't when you re-record stuff and don't release stuff. And it's not like I'm organized, guys. God, especially this week. Oh, I also wanted to say, too, uh, about the hallucinations. I was in a kundalini class at 4 a.m. on the day that Trump was elected, the day after Election Day. And thank God I was going to yoga straight afterwards because I don't know how else I would have made it through. But during that time, I experienced my first yoga hallucinations. I mean, I've tripped on acid before, and these were really mild but it was definitely a meditative hallucinatory state. And that was even more intense than any of the hallucinations I've ever had on weed, quite honestly. It was more like your body slows down and things are breathing like you are breathing. You just, you can really see your your heart beating, the pulse within your eyes. It's intense. And then I also wanted to say, as I was listening back to it, I realized that this was before I had gone to Unity, and I really kind of nailed down the timing of my metabolic cycles when I was taking that RSO, 
And I can absolutely tell you that that is when the last and strongest metabolic cycle kicked in. And I, I mean, I got higher than I did right after I, well, okay, no, I won't say I got higher, but I at least got as high as I did when I took the hit off the, whatever I was smoking, the bong load. Uh, I'm sure it was a bong. It was probably this bong, but not the same load. Speaking of loads. Got a thick milky one for you. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the bong smoke. Gee, what the fuck are you? Jeez, Trump gets in and all hell breaks loose. But no, for real, I already have a friend whose daughter, twenty-one-year-old daughter, was molested on the street because America's free again. Yay! Don't forget to check your privilege at the door, guys. So uh, did anybody else listen to the Marijuana Today podcast that got released the day after election? Because I just have to tell you that listening to Shay and his heartbreak and his hopelessness, honestly, you know, whether if you're anti-Trump, you will commiserate. If you are pro-Trump, then you'll get a really good laugh out of it at the very least. But personally... It really hit home for me. And if anybody asked me how it felt the day of, I'm just going to play them that and be like, this is exactly what my heart was singing that day. (sighs) If you are not someone who listens to Marijuana Today, the Marijuana Today podcast or Marijuana Today Daily, get yourself on that. Subscribe. Subscribe to my stuff, too. But, you know, I trust that you're going to do that. I don't talk a whole lot of politics, and that's because I'm pretty unqualified, as you'll get to know. But they are not, and I just learned so much. They make me a better pot smoker. Help them help you be a better pot smoker, too. Oh. Just so you know about this headband, I think it's some greenhouse. It's definitely darker in the color, nice red hairs, smaller in the buds, but super trichy. It tested, they said at 27%, and that had to have been THC. I don't know what that was, THCA. Um, I didn't actually see the results. It definitely, the trichomes are there to be in the high to mid-20s, though. So I believe that much at least. There's always a a good margin of error that you should be giving to any test results that come your way. At least 3%. At least 3%. Then I'm never disappointed. Uh, But these are not disappointing at all. They have a great woodsy, spicy, earthy smell to them. This holy headband is a mix of Big Sur holy weed and your traditional headband. And it gives the most amazing cerebral energy where you just feel like a creative genius all the time. I was smoking some bong loads all by myself and practicing for some auditions. And I was just like, holy Jesus Christ, I'm a fucking genius. Get it recorded. And uh, yeah, I mean, it really pumps up your ego. And this is definitely that kind of weed where... You know, your people are writing songs and poetry and shit. And you're like, are you fucking stoned? Because that sounds dumb. I 
a lot of the shit I did probably is dumb, but I'm in kind of a dumb line of work. So it worked out really well. And then with all the political stuff that's been going on, as well as the intensely insane weather, I have been just getting kind of little twingy headaches. And I don't want to take any aspirin. I don't want to take any ibuprofen. The headband, the holy headband has been working perfectly. So yeah, Uh, cheers, guys. I probably didn't pick up enough headband to last me for the next four years, but... Today will do. Okay, guys, keep writing to your local government. Keep writing to your state government. Keep writing to the president because God knows he loves the attention. Hit him up on the Twitters. Voice your opinions. Just because we don't like the way it works doesn't mean that democracy isn't still working. We can get her done. Let's get her done. Thanks for spliffing it, guys. Ciao for now.